Welcome to the Warrior Podcast. This is the place for people that have been through some stuff. I am so excited to share my story and create a platform for others to share their story as well. What really inspired me to do this is the past year of my life has been really hard. And it was very difficult to find Christian resources on how to deal with my mental, emotional, and spiritual wounds without it being sugar-coated. So let's get real. Life is messy. Christianity isn't pretty. So let's break down the walls. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty and talk about our mistakes, struggles, and traumas. Hey guys, welcome back to Warrior Podcast. I am so excited. Week 2. Can I just say and stop for a moment, say thank you to everyone that responded and reached out about week one and me sharing my story and just loving on me and encouraging me. I, you don't understand, like I walked around with my chest out and my head so big, you have no idea. Like y'all really, y'all really encouraged me and loved on me. And I just, I hope you know, like I appreciate that so much. Um. So, of course, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. So, I really thought that this was going to go a different way. I did not have any intentions of speaking, teaching, or anything like that. I just really wanted to share people's story and, like, help with the the trauma and the those kind of things. But, I, get, I mean, this is part of it. It's just, but the Lord laid a word on my heart. And, um, and so I'm going to share it because when God speaks, you listen, right? And, um, and so I really wanted to speak on Psalms 91. Um, the Lord laid that on my heart. It's been, it's been a very important scripture or a very important chapter in my life and something that he's really helped me with and worked through and, and, um, and I'll share that with you guys. But first, um, I want to read, of course, Psalms 91 to you guys. It's not a very long chapter, but I want to read it to you real quick because just in case it's been a while since you've heard it or you've never heard it before, let me let me go ahead and share it with you. So Psalms 91 says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow of the fly, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, Though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with, your, with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. 
Um, also, a little disclosure, that is the New Living Translation. Um, that's just the, the translation that I personally read from that I find most understanding. Um, so if it sounds just a little bit different than what you're used to, that's why it's a different translation. Okay, so I do want to share a little bit um, my personal experience with this, and then I also want to share what the Lord put on my heart. Um, so until about a year ago, I can never say that I truly felt protected. As I spoke about in my last episode, my dad was abusive and it was never and I was never protected or shielded from that. So the need to feel protected was huge. I constantly searched for that feeling. Um, my husband is, and I have been married for nine years and it wasn't until a year ago that I began to actively feel protected from him and God. Not because they weren't providing it, because they were, but I had blinders on. I allowed all my past baggage of hurt and trauma to blind me. Yes, that is a thing. Literally my entire life, I have never allowed anyone to come close enough into my garbage to protect me because I was only allowing me to protect me. I didn't leave room for anyone to come in to, come in to do that. I said, I, I want to heal from my past, but I would never put in the work to heal. Like, think of it this way. Oh, garbage, okay? The longer that that garbage sits in that trash can, you may even pull the garbage and sit it beside the trash can or the garage or whatever. You don't physically fully get it out of the house. The longer that it sits there in that house, it's going to fester. It's going to stink. It's going to get worse. Okay, so it's not until you fully remove the trash from the house and move it out that it's gone, right? If not, it, it just gets worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. And your traumas and holding on to those things and pushing them down so deep so you don't have to deal with it is the exact same way. Like, it just, it's going to get worse until the point where it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your mindset. It's going to make you a negative person. It's going to make you a scared person. It's going to give you anxiety. It's going to give you depression. Like, if you really get to the root of some of these problems and thoughts and anxieties and depressions that you have, you're going to realize it's rooted in your trauma. So, it wasn't until I surrendered and I let God do what he does best, I finally let God come in and, and expose all my wounds. It wasn't easy, but it was possible. But can I tell you that when you finally allow God to be your refuge and your strength, you won't know how you ever survived without it. I now have a place that I can run to when things get too hard and when I need comfort. There's a song called, When You Walk Into the Room. And the first verse says, When you walk into the room, everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring. And when you walk into the room, every heart starts burning. And nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you. See, when I hear this song... I think of a little girl and when her daddy gets home from work and he can barely get in the door before the little girl's like, Daddy! And runs and jumps in his arms. Now, growing up, I didn't have that. I felt fear instead of excitement. 
but God. Because I know when I hear this song now, I think about Jesus stepping into my room. And I cheerfully yell, Daddy! And I run and I jump in his arms and I lay my head in his lap. And he strokes my hair. And I tell him about my day. So, for me, like, I never experienced that until I let go. I never could experience that comfort. It wasn't until I let go and I stopped chasing the relationship that I wanted so badly with my dad. When I realized that he's human, and I'm never going to get that from him. He's never going to fulfill his role as a father in my life. And so when I finally came to terms with that and I realized that and I started searching for that through my Heavenly Father is when I began to be fulfilled in that. When I no longer search for my, for my earthly father because I'm so fulfilled with my Heavenly Father, I don't need to search. I don't need to look for something that I already have because it's not lost anymore. I found it. Does that make sense? So, as I was praying about this week's podcast and how to sum up Psalms 91, this is what the Lord spoke to me. Protect. And break it down. P-R-O-T-E-C-T. P is for presence. How do I get in the presence of God? Number one, obviously, is prayer. Are you talking to God regularly? How would you feel? If your spouse didn't talk to you all day until they needed something, and they're just they're just silent all day, ignored you, and then when you get home, you're like, oh, what's for dinner? Or silent all day, ignored all your calls, all your texts, and then want to sit there and be like, um, did you do my laundry? Oh, oh boy, would we fight. I am from the south side of the kingdom, and I will knock you out and then pray for your healing. You done lost your mind. But don't we do the same thing with God? In order to be in God's presence, you both have to be present. How do you expect God to show up if you're, not fo if you're focused on something else? Would you want God to show up and be focused on something else? In James 4 and 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So the second one are reside. The definition for reside is to have one's permanent home in a particular place. Psalms 91.1 says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High. So let's change that. Those who reside in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So let me ask you, where do you reside spiritually? Better question is, are you living like in an RV where you're constantly moving like in a spiritual? Like, is you, are you spiritually in RV where you're constantly moving one side of the fence to the other? Are you straddling? Can you not pick a spot? Or do you live in a home that has a firm foundation and can't be moved? Joshua 24 and 15 says, choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And Revelations 3, 15 through 16 says, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. 
But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Next is obedience. Oh. The definition for obedience is compliance with an order, request or law or submission to another authority. I said the bad word, ladies. Submit. We all hate that word. Submit. But submitting ourselves to God means that we listen, we obey, and we follow Him. James 4 and 7 says, So humble yourselves, so submit yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Are you listening when God says to move? Are you moving? Are you staying still? When you see the homeless person on the side of the road, God says, hey, give them your last dollar. Do you give them your last daughter, dollar? Or do you hold on to it? T, time. This one's quite simple. Where are you spending your time? What gets all your time and energy? If your answer is anything other than God, then we need to reevaluate and prioritize. Are you spending adequate time in prayer? So... We're all guilty of this one. Okay, we're all guilty of our time. If you're a mother, you're guilty of giving all your time to your kids. If you're a wife, you may be giving all your time to your husband. If you're employed, you may be giving all your time to your job. So we all get caught up with our duties. Being a mom. Being a wife. But what takes priority? We should always stay in a state of evaluating ourselves and then adjusting for improvement. No one is perfect, and we all have, in ro have room for improvement. E is for environment. I can honestly say that I have put myself in some environments I had no business being in. Luckily, I'm in a place now that I have learned from my mistakes and poor judgment to make sure that I never do those things again. So what environments are you putting yourself into? It is your choice to go there. And it's also your choice to leave. My next question is, what atmosphere are you setting? There is a difference between atmosphere and environment. And the atmosphere dictates the environment. And just one presence can change the room. Are you changing the room in a positive way? Or in a negative way? C is for comfort. 2 Corinthians 1 and 3 says, All praise to God, the Father of Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. When I began to trust God, that is when I was able to actually walk in God's comfort. Now, this is just a recent thing that's happened for me. Like, for years, anytime I, ne I needed comfort, I ran to vices like drugs, alcohol, nicotine, and food. I mostly ran to my husband. I would just think, like, if I can just go get home and have him hold me and lay my head on his chest, I'll feel safe again. And that, I mean, running to your husband for comfort is not a horrible thing. But the prior, like, where is he on the list? Like, is he the first one or is God the first one? And for a long time, I was guilty of that. Brandon was my my first go-to. And I don't get me wrong, and he'll agree with me. We've had this conversation. He shouldn't be my first go-to. God should. 
And if I'm putting my husband over God, that's not good. That needs to change. But I can tell you that now I can stop what I'm doing and go straight to God. I can't tell you how many times I've made my work desk an altar and allow God to comfort me right there at my job. God's comfort is the most satisfying and complete comfort you will ever experience. Nothing will ever satisfy you the way that God does. Point blank, period. And last but not least is trust. Definitely not least because honestly to me this one is the most important one is trust. Like any relationship, if you don't have trust, you, you ain't got nothing. Like is 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 dead. You cannot trust God only when things are good. Whether you are on your mountain or you're in your valley, you must trust God. If you do not trust God, you will only go so far before you become stagnant. Don't stunt your own growth. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Your heart and mind will mislead you. Follow the voice of God. That saying, oh, just follow your heart, don't do it. I'm telling you now, there's been so many instances where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, this This is my, I'm going to go with my gut. How many times do you hear that? I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with the vibe. Uh, how often do you hear people say like, it's a vibe, like it's the vibe for me. Or like if they're putting off a vibe, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> there's times where discernment kicks in and you're like, oh, I just have a feeling Yes, that is true. However, that should not be your only source. Go to God about it. Be like, Lord, I need you to confirm what I'm feeling. Okay, so do not go solely on your gut or your vibe or your heart or whatever. Because those things will mislead you. Follow the voice of the Lord. And I know this is all easier said than done. But anything worth having is worth fighting for. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Nothing is a quick fix, but press. Continue to move forward. Faith it till you make it. Faith around and find out, guys. So that's what I got. That's what the Lord spoke to me. At least that's that's what I got in my notes. So, um, yeah, I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited. I am so excited for where God is taking us in this. I am so excited for this podcast. I'm so excited to encourage you guys and continue this journey with y'all. It's been already such a blessing and such an honor to be in this position, to just to be a vessel. So I am extremely thankful. I love you guys. I am praying for each and every one of y'all. Please pray for me as well. We we need each other, right? It's hard out there. So, all right. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.